0: I'm so sorry I dropped you. I had to save the declaration.
1: No, don't be. I would have done exactly the same to you. Really? Yeah.
2: I would have dropped you both. (laughs) Then listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. scanning
0: for National Treasure 2004. Prepare to rewind in three.
2: Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your exo and mine, Paul, the Declaration of Independence, Treasure Protector, Master of Raptor Powers. Just... Treasure oh, wow. protector is fine. Fine. <laughs> okay. Fall. <laughs> uh, also, for this discussion of the film National Treasure, we welcome back aboard musician, singer, puppeteer, and Christian music producer Stephen Forrester. Hey, Stephen. I'm just so happy to be here today. Okay, okay. That, Nicholas Cage. No, bomb. no, yeah. just go with that. Just you're. I, I'm sorry. I introduced Stephen Forrester in my notes, but it's actually Nicholas Cage here, guys. Hey, <laughs> so okay. glad you're here to review are your movie with us, Nick.
0: Yeah, so it was some time ago, but uh, it's still my favorite Nicolas Cage movie.
3: Oh really? Oh cool, cool. Are we doing our favorites as we go around? No. <laughs> no. no? We could, oh, I guess if you wanted, could. but let's just do it now. Go ahead, Paul. What's your favorite? Probably the rock. Oh, you take a mine. <laughs> Alright, then I'll take I'll take one that is obscure that I surprisingly liked was Next. That's what it's oh. called Next. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Did he also do one called Knowing? Yes. Okay. I always got this. You knew what was next.
2: I guess so. In addition, we are glad to have back aboard communication. Shipman Ken come Hey, Ken, what's your favorite Nicholas Cage movie?
1: You know, you said fifteen years or more, and I'm thinking fifteen years ago it was forty two. Hey, forty two. Hey! Magic
3: number. That's the answer to everything. Favorite Nicolas Cage
1: ago. movie. You know, always cost to mind is Con Air, just because I think oh. I watched it with my wife, and it was it was a fun ride. I don't mm mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is always find her fun to watch at any movies in these mm-hmm. days. Yeah.
2: Oh, I forgot Into the spider but that's not really a Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. No. True. Um, <clears throat> but now that we have a quick flyby of who we all are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for National Treasure?
3: Yes. National Treasure was uh, a TV miniseries released in 2016 <laughs> starring <laughs> Robbie Coltrane and Julia Walton. You know, I saw
1: that, and I <laughs> didn't yeah. think that you were even going to do that.
3: Oh yeah, it's four episodes, and it's rated TV MA, and it didn't come out 15 years ago, so I don't know why we're reviewing it. <laughs> In the words Cause- of Tim Allen,
2: because <clears throat> <laughs> 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 yeah. we're talking about the movie National Treasure. Paul, oh, and the first watched- one, not
3: Book of Secrets. Oh, hold on, let me w- have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> Okay, National Treasure was released November 8th, 2004, and runs 2 hours and 11 minutes. It's rated PG, and it was directed by John Turtletop, or however you pronounce his name. Uh, it was written by Jim Coff, Cormac Wilberley, Miriam Wilberly, Jim Coff again, because he wrote a lot I guess. Orrin Aviv, and Charles Sigars, with lead stars being Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger, and Justin Bartha. The music was composed by Trevor Rabin, or Rabbi, or however you want to pronounce Rabin. any of these names. <laughs> right. You ready for the box office trivia? Yes.
2: I am ready, Can and see if right, and anyone live here can also join in. Go for it, Paul.
3: All right, National Treasure, the first movie was made for about $100 million, mm-hmm. and it went on to earn over $330 million in the box office. We can congratulate it on making a profit there. Uh, given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 2004, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 2004? Ooh, interesting.
2: Okay, uh, let's start with. Uh, go for the Ken. top 50,
3: by the way. Top 50. Okay. where
2: in the top I'm 50. I'll go again.
3: with 13.
2: You get Thirteen. it? Why I said 13? Yes. Because. Uh, um,
3: 13 the-
1: colonies? 13 colonies oh Ah.
3: i thought you meant like the knights temple or who was it the masons or somebody way back in the day got got like annihilated on october 13th and oh the aztecs
2: got like i think uh i don't know if they were that was when they're finally wiped out or not but that was on my birthday august 13th so (laughs) thanks for reminding me of that paul
3: you're welcome happy birthday
2: steven (laughs) what's your guess
0: well, this is the same year that Spider-Man 2 came out, so I'd mm. probably put that at number one if I were to guess. I would say National Treasure, probably, I'm
2: going to guess six. Six? Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess, man, it's, you guys are around where I would guess normally, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to play the field as it were. I don't think that's the right terminology. I'm going to go with 21. 21 for me. In chat, we have some guests. Cellcast says 22, so very similar to me. Uh Neko says 18. And I think those are our guesses. So, Paul, who was closest to National Treasure? Where
3: did it end up, I should say? So uh to Steven's reasoning, actually Shrek 2 beat out Spider-Man 2. Really? Really? Oh, wow. Wow. What? Nice. Which bump national treasure to 12 so Whoa. Ken, Ken yeah, wow. good job Ken congratulations
2: indeed indeed well thank you for those factoids Paul and let's see if any any of them factor into our memory mind meld or subsequent roundtable discussion which we'll again into once Alice has located our target film alert
3: alert approaching target
2: spoilers are coming
3: Establishing analysis next. You're treasure hunters, aren't you?
1: Yes, If you can uncover the clues. There's more to the riddle. The world's greatest treasure is yours for the taking. Who
0: wants to go down the creepy
2: tunnel first? National Treasure. Rated PG. Now on Disney DVD. Yes, now on Disney DVD and Blu-ray and streaming and all the things. But oh, maybe... Yeah. But, I mean, did you remember that I was on Disney DVD? I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did. But let's talk about our memories of the movie National Treasure. Paul, not the series, not anything else. It's a movie National <laughs> Treasure in our memory mind-meld synopsis. con treasure hunting ensues as noir Spider-Man and Boromir are in, in, in the Arctic to find a boat pipe. Of course, 006 backstabs Stanley Goodsby. He's Sean Bean. Uh, they face off as they discover the Declaration of Independence was a, has a hidden map. So you have to steal something if you want to protect it before it's gone in 60 seconds. Finally, Ghost Rider and the guy who owned George Costanza's car <laughs> find a treasure that would make the Cave of Wonders look like a Dollar General. <laughs> Founding Fathers Rock. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty perfect, I, I think. Now, I mean, some of those, no, there's no ghostwriter in this, and there's a, no one was gone in sixty seconds, so some of those memories were decepted. Who
3: but who is is 006? Sean Bean. Sean Bean, and what movie in is Go, it? in Goldeneye? Goldeneye, that was it. Goldeneye.
2: Retro dot slash one hundred.
1: the movie Goldeneye, not the game.
2: I mean, both, kind <laughs> of, but... Wow, I didn't know
1: he was
0: his likeness. Line. I didn't go yeah, back yeah. that far,
1: okay. Mm-hmm.
0: His, and Nintendo 64 likeness, but... Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. We have that game, yeah. But now based it looks on like those Minecraft. memories, as, wow, flawed as they were, what reign did they lead you to predict for this film before we watching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Steven this time. What was your prediction for National Treasure? It couldn't be anything but classic.
0: Like just, just
1: to me, this was a hard classic.
2: All right. All right. Ken, what was your prediction?
1: Why is my memory flawed? Um Anyways. because it is. <laughs> <laughs> the mind meld is my flawed. hard drive. Yeah, my hard drive is full, so it's hard to access sometimes. Oh like, but gosh. I, I say classic. Classic as well. It was the first one. It was Nick Cage. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I I love history, so it's a classic.
3: All right. How about you, Paul? Were you also in keeping with that? I predicted tragic because I, thought, I, thought really? I was okay. once in the theaters and I was disappointed because I had seen a preview that made me think that this was going to be a lot big and grander, you know, oh. as like the, the, the father explains in the beginning of like this history and like uh-huh. this big, huge, epic adventure. Um, so, so you I was, were expecting like the Romans and the Egyptians to all make appearances. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I expected okay. a lot more of the colonial U S history than rather just a few places. I uh, wanted like a big, and I wanted more of the, like the masons. Oh, what does a symbol mean? And why, and how does it relate? And all this stuff. And, you know, just more okay. and more. So I was disappointed. So I predicted tragic.
2: Paul would like a number to his local lodge. So if you can help him with that, that'd be great.
3: Um, oh, oh I can Google that. That's <laughs>
2: It'll be interesting. Oh, and for me, I predicted nostalgic because I was like, I remember liking this movie, but I haven't seen it pretty much since I first saw it. So I was like, oh, maybe they're I I don't know why I haven't necessarily, but I remember thinking it was pretty good. But it'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about National Treasure. Let's spin up our best three top three things. And let's begin with Steven. what's one thing you liked about National Treasure? Since it's such a classic and all,
0: well, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, among the things I liked, probably, well, that's my classic maker. Can't have that one. Um, <laughs>
3: let's go for the bottom up. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, I like the humor that they interspersed in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't a comedy, but it was nice that they they put a few little they dropped a few funny ones along the way, um, yeah. su- Such as did Bigfoot take it? Yes. Or uh, that, <laughs> I love that one. Or uh, Riley and the whole daylight savings time reaction that was perfect. Yes, yes. Um, I, I know some
2: you guys don't know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then and then after they kiss and they're like, how did they build this? The aliens helped them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it wasn't a comedy, but I appreciated the humor they they interspersed in it.
2: Absolutely. In fact, that I that was one of that. my likes. Specifically, Riley. I thought he was a really fun yes. comic relief. Um, I wish I had his name up. I usually have that up, but can someone like an exo yeah, ju- save Justin me? Justin and- Martha. There yeah, Justin Bartha. Yeah, of course. That's that's who I was thinking of. I just not
1: I trying to it. be a naysayer or anything, but oh, uh, I mean, uh, we're not in the dislikes yet. But go ahead. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's fact that, like I like, said. Like he knew about the uh, Savings time, and as they were leaving, he said, "Do you guys know who came with it?" Yeah, Ben Franklin. I'm like, wait a minute, you knew he did it, but you forgot it happened yeah. in the moment. So, and, yeah, ooh, they're probably caught up in, in the a moment, moment. I guess, I think. Okay, but I'll give you the moment part thing. Okay?
2: Yeah, but uh, but I really enjoyed him. As comic relief, I thought he was really fun. Uh, I I didn't, and I didn't realize this was a reference. uh, But in the opening scene, when they're in the the Charlotte ship, and uh, and they're just throwing out things, he says, "Albuquerque." See, I can do it too. Snorkel. That's actually a reference to Albuquerque (laughs) from uh, Weird Al's Albuquerque, where he's going back to get his one of a kind Agraf snorkel.
3: Seriously? Uh, That's what IGB
2: trivia said. All
3: right, I didn't know that. Hmm. So. We'll that have seems... to ask uh, Mr. Uh, Bartha about that.
2: Well, gosh, Go I ahead. guess you could. Anyway, though, moving on. So that's something I liked and some seemed liked. Uh, Paul, was the comedy something that you appreciated? Or was, did something yeah. else come
3: like Yeah, I enjoyed it. It it made it a little more lighthearted and, and mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, when Sean Bean first came on, I was like, oh, no. Because he's so, like like, overused in the betrayal role. (laughs) Right. Right, right. But he does a good job of... of, In fact, I really like how they tricked him. To leaving the whole thing with the false clue, it, yeah, it was yeah. very believable to me that he would go uh, and do that. So, yeah. it, having him there made it a little more grounded, and it made it you know the whole thing just a little more believable. Yeah, uh, I also like that yeah. he
2: had his own his own sort of smarts. He was able to. It took him longer, but he yeah. was able to figure things out. He wasn't just like, oh, I'm clueless now. And he he, he didn't see, he seemed not too overpowered and not too underpowered. I liked. I liked him as a villain for sure. Yeah, um, it was it was, nice,
0: it, it was it was nice how he figured out some of the same clues, but would take a different street to get there, yeah, or a little, yes, different, yeah. little different pattern, or watch something mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes sense. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I agree though he is he is a betrayer. But then again, I guess if you have a good meal, ride it right. So I mean, yeah, you
3: do? if you want yeah. someone to betray so. you, you get Sean Bean, <laughs> <laughs> Judas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if Sean Bean is is free. Yeah. Uh,
2: Ken, what's something you enjoyed about uh, National Treasure?
1: I I got the part where uh, John Voigt and Nick Cage, the father-son reunion type thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. in the end, because, you know, Nick gets the girl. So it's like, yeah, that was kind of fun. You know, yeah, that's what I like. One of my likes in the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah it, just, it just it's fun. It's just fun. Hmm. Um, Let's see. Let's go back to Paul. What's something else you liked?
3: Um, I mentioned Sean Bean, but I was impressed by the entire cast. It's, they had a lot of recognizable people in here and it was fun to watch. I mean, this this movie wouldn't have been as good with a lesser cast. And yeah, that, absolutely. That goes all the way up to the main man, Nick Cage himself, so it's just a, it's a, it's greatly cast, this film.
2: Speaking of Nick Cage that's my second like, I just really liked him. He's, he's fun in a lot of movies. Some movies I'm like, okay, I don't really understand. Like, yeah. I think it's actually a lot of the movies I haven't seen of his where it's just like, it seems too. you can tell by the trailer, you're not going to enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if there's a Nick Cage movie other than eight millimeter, which I don't know why I watched that. But other than that movie, I think I've liked every Nicholas Cage movie that I've ever seen. So, and I haven't even seen like the Con Airs and some of the other more popular ones. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would, I look forward to watching more. Um, Let's see. Uh Steven, did Nicolas Cage make your like list or was something else really appealing to you about <clears throat> yeah, this treasure I'll, I'll, of a film?
0: This was almost my classic maker. Um mm. I I was a really big fan. I think the casting was darn near perfect. Um mm-hmm. I, I really from Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger, I'm not going to lie. Uh I was 14 when this movie came out, so she was a hard crush for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so, I so that. it's uh, it's uh, interesting that she hasn't been in more films. I think yeah, really yeah, well. yeah. yeah. So I watched Yeah, when I watched, uh, so when was was I watched movie this movie last, last
0: when I watched this movie last night, some of those feelings came back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but uh yeah, and then I liked uh Justin Bartha, Sean Bean, just about the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. the the whole casting was was pretty amazing, and and. It's kind of like think of your favorite TV show, and if one of those characters
3: was out of place,
0: then the whole show falls apart. I think that would have been this movie too. Um, hmm.
3: A little yeah. caveat: I think they could have um, not anything against John Voight, but I, I he I think they could have gotten a little better it's weird because christopher Plummer has kind of a skinny face and so does nicholas cage so and john voight has kind of a fat face sorry john we can talk about recast in the next section all right. paul yeah, <laughs> we'll do that i'm
0: gonna circle back to him later don't worry okay uh, <laughs> but, that's a little preview for those all right people. okay yeah all
2: right ken i think you were trying to say something about T- diane Kruger. were you about to say something well, mm-hmm. no, you said
1: that she had the menu recently. She was in 355 last yeah. year.
3: Oh, oh. The all-girl
1: What's... cast, you know. Oh. Yeah. So she played the German oh. agent. Again,
3: another movie that was ruined by the preview, because I watched the preview, you think it's about George Washington yes. having these spies, and it's about, yep. like, all this international girl spy thing, kind of like Charlie's Angels, but, like, uh-huh. on a more secret government level. But, no, that's just a throwaway line in I the know. actual film. It's so oh. disappointing. I that, that was, yeah, me too, I agree. It's a bad yeah,
1: movie.
2: I agree, and I didn't even see it. Oh, yeah. man.
3: Anyway. But, uh, she's great in it. Oh, so. cool. Uh,
2: then that leaves. Uh, Ken, what's one more thing you like before we get to our classic makers?
1: So I thought it was a fun movie. It doesn't take itself serious at times, yeah. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. It was a romp. It's like a, not a romancing the stone type of thing, because you think about uh, like Lost City with, recently came out with uh, Senator Bollock and Channing, Channing, Channing Tatum. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I liked it. it was just a fun movie, you know, it's just a fun romp. And it was like, cool.
2: You know what? That's, geez, guys, you <laughs> that's my classic maker pretty much. Just the the wow. fun of this movie. Uh, is it, it, So I don't know how, I mean, I think we're, Stephen, I'm not sure how much of a gamer you are, but I know uh, Paul and Ken. Yeah, I'm def- definitely a gamer. Okay, okay. So you, yeah, you guys I are probably familiar <laughs> with the idea of a game loop. This is sort of essentially the the main mechanic in the game that you do over and over again. And if you get that, if a game developer gets that right... Or a game designer gets that right, then the game is probably going to have a lot of fun to it. And I felt like that's sort of what came to mind in thinking of this movie. It has this loop of like, okay, get a uh, you find a clue, then you have to solve the clue, then you go through some adversity, adversity and danger to get to the next clue, which then you have to, which you're finding, and then you have to solve it, and it just keeps going like that. And it's just this fun treasure hunting roller coaster ride, and it never it was never too like tense at all for me. It certainly had had tense parts, but it was never like Oh crap, they're all gonna die. It's just, it's just like, I, it's very popcorn y, and that's just, it's just nice. It's just yeah. nice to experience that. So, that is my classic maker. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, whatever, Paul. Uh, let's go to, let's circle back to Ken. What was your classic maker, Ken, for? The history. Oh, okay. I've,
1: history, I've, yeah. I've always been a fan of history and I loved it, you know, and did some, did some teaching along mm-hmm. the way. You know, mm-hmm. I hadn't been back to Philadelphia. I've been 94. I plan to go to Boston this year as part of my road trip. Uh-huh. And so the history is just what I loved about the movie.
3: Yeah. Very cool. It's nice. the Centennial Bell in the tower now. Right. What? what? Uh, uh, not, let's see. They should have had a Bicentennial Bell in there by now. Come on. Uh, it's yeah. over 100 uh, years. Uh, 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 Paul, Mr. Jokester, Jokey Man, yo, what was what's your up? classic maker for a National All right. Right. To me, it was the settings. It's the backgrounds, mm. the filming in the actual locations and, yeah, and these monuments yes. yeah. made it a lot more real. And even the um, I, when you get Bruckheimer involved, just the production quality mm. on, on everything, yep. it, yes. it just raises it yeah. another level. And that's Absolutely. what I really, so to tie that in with what, what Ken said with the history, it mm-hmm. just really brings it up several notches.
0: With, Bruckheimer, with Bruckheimer's involvement, did it almost at times look like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, like like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the cinematography, <laughs> the the angles, the style, like. It kind of dawned on me, oh, yeah, like the first Pirates movie was within yeah. a year or so of this, too. So, <laughs> why, like Johnny I Depp it, but... on the
2: ship of
3: the <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> right, I, right?
2: It felt very much like uh The Rock in a lot of ways, as well. And which is, was also uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and also, a, like oh, yeah. a day, but, and
3: look, but, there's an F 16 with Tom Cruise in it flying by. What's going <laughs> on? Excuse
2: me, Tom Cruise was in F 14. I yep, think he's an F 18 in the new. One. So get your fighters right, Paul. Navy it, flies. Tom it's Cat. an
3: airplane next to that <laughs> helicopter. <laughs>
2: anyway, very cool. Well, then that leaves uh, Stephen. What was the most treasured thing about this movie for you? You're a classic maker, you might say.
0: Well, it was a hard toss between the cast, which I already mentioned I love, or um, kind of what Ken said. The history slash writing for me. Um, Ooh. I really, really liked how, because I'm a diehard American history dude myself. Um, mm. and this came out when I was in the eighth grade. So I was, you know, really, really into it at the time. And I loved how there's so much accurate history and the fiction is so close to seeming like it could be real that like when you're watching the movie, you almost want to check your phone and see, is that real too? Or do they make that? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the, the blending and bleeding from one to the other, from actual history to fiction, but possible yeah. mi- mixed in there was was, <laughs> mm-hmm. was fantastic. The payoff at the end of the movie was great. Yes. Um, I loved how they kind of they kind of play with our heads a couple times. Like, there's no treasure. Oh, there's treasure. Nope. Oh, there's treasure. Nope. It's yeah, been taken. You're, oh, nope. you're never nope. really sure until the very end. Yeah. Yeah, and then then they kind of set us up for a second where it looked like the treasure had been raided, but <clears> then <throat> his dad's like, "Well, son, the important thing is we're not crazy. You're the smartest person to prove everyone yeah. wrong and prove us right." And I'm like, "Well." That's a nice sentimental way to end it and look at it. Nice attitude, bravo! And then, oh, yeah. there is a treasure. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so exactly. the, the, the writing intermixed with the history is really my classic maker.
2: Very cool, awesome. Well, these those are all fantastic likes, guys. I guess we can finally get into our oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Looking at my notes again. Yeah, I, I have one more thing I like. One shows, more, if
1: you thing. would get it right at some
2: point. <laughs> you think I would? You think I would like make a special note or something? Hey, maybe maybe give myself a a clue about it. But no, apparently not. So I forgot the cell cast. The Cellcast, hosted by Jacob and Drew, rev- review animated movies and TV shows discussing what they appreciate about the medium in whatever form it takes. Whether it's a traditional hand-drawn animated movie, claymation shorts, or 3D CGI series, check out some animated reviews when you subscribe to the Cellcast at cellcast.podbean.com, And don't forget, cell is spelled with a single L, at
3: thecellcast.podbean.com. Yeah, Drew and Jacob are are some really great guys. Mm-hmm. They but are regular guys. What does that and they have to do with national treasure?
2: You're saying that the Cellcast isn't a national treasure of a podcast, Paul? The movie. How oh, could no. you be
3: so demeaning How, what to the podcast? Have to do with the TV show from 2016? <laughs> oh wait, no, we're reviewing the movie from 2004. Yes. What exactly. do they have to do with that movie?
2: Uh, well, okay, here, so their first, their first, um, movie that they covered on their podcast, the Cellcast, was a Disney movie, and this is a Disney
3: movie. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, a little reachy, but okay.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so you're right. a fan of Disney movies now, okay. No,
2: not at all! The, <laughs> but,
1: but Yoshi already said, Kennethen is the national treasure.
2: That's Aww. true. Well, maybe there could be more than one. There's going to be more than one treasure. But yeah. fine, Paul. I don't have a great triv- uh, great connection, but how about some trivia about National Treasure? Oh, that would be cool. Okay. Did you all realize <clears throat> that you can actually purchase National Treasure, the movie, Paul, at the actual National Archives gift shop? Right. <laughs> I thought nice. But cool. they have that there. My question to you guys is... Oh, there's a uh, question.
3: Okay. would you all, pay
2: for it? No. <laughs> of all the gift shops you have been to... Which sticks out to you as the one with the coolest things, and did you get anything from it? Now, since I didn't give you this ahead of time, I know, breaking the fourth wall. I sometimes give these guys this question ahead of time. I will tell you mine while you're thinking. So for me, I went to like a space in science or a science and history museum or, or some sort of museum like that in Colorado when I used to live there. And I got the I got a gyroscope thing that I thought was just so cool. You could like whoa. you wound it up and you you pulled the cord and like just you could just balance it right there on your hand. It's like whoa! And they also had uh uh space was it astronaut ice cream? I think that's what it's called, where it's like freeze dried ice cream. <clears throat> sure, whatever. But so that was my favorite. I loved all the little sort of sciency toys that they had. But that was my favorite gift shop. I don't remember what the exact museum was called though.
3: Uh, Let's go to Paul next. Dang it. Um, There was this shop. It wasn't a gift shop at a a, a, um, a whatever, a site. But there was a shop in the mall that used to sell these. um, It kind of reminded me of a gift shop because they'd sold like these like rocks with like the crystals in it. It's like very science themed
2: or telescopes
3: or that's not like
2: um, that's I know it's not Spencer's, but it's not that's not the sharper image, right? That's something else.
3: No, no, it's something, but it's like that, but it was Uh all like science and earth stuff. And I thought it reminded me of gift shop, but it was cool, but I never got anything because it was like expensive, pricey. but (laughs) I'd like to go in there and look. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And that's why they're out of business. People would just look.
3: Yep. That's true. It was always crowded (laughs) in there, (laughs) but never a huge crowd at the checkout line. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Steven next. All right, the uh <clears throat>
0: the only gift shop memory that really sticks out. um when I was about six years old, I guess my family went to the Magic Kingdom Disney World for the first time. and oh, cool. we're, we're going through the end of the day. We didn't do hard any gift shops. We weren't there for that, but we went into mm-hmm. one for some reason. And back then, I was a kid, I was a die-hard Chippendale Rescue Rangers fan. Yeah. Um, nice. they had some Chippendale stuffed animals oh, that cool. My brother My brother and I wanted so badly. And mom and dad said, well, we didn't get them. But mom and dad, mm-hmm. like, tell you what, save up your allowance. And next year when we come back, we'll do it. So uh-huh. for, a, for a year, my brother and I planned on that. And we saved up oh, enough wow. allowance. To, they, were, they, were, they were expensive, too. Hashtag Disney. Of course. But of course. We, uh, we came back the next year. <coughs> and sure enough, we found the gift yeah. shop and we bought those same Chippendale stuffed animals. Oh, hey, Paul. y'all can't see oh, this wow. in the audio, oh. but uh, Paul's got Chippendale Rescue Ranger memorabilia. All
2: right. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So that was probably my favorite. Um, uh, gift shop memory. The only other one that comes close to that and I didn't buy anything was, oh, I think it was the first time I went to Universal Studios um, that uh-huh. they, had open, they had opened Islands of Adventure. Uh-huh. And for those who don't know, Islands of Adventure is broken up into like five or six mini quote unquote islands. Yes, Paul, I see it. It's very exciting. <laughs> 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 uh, um, and uh, and one, of, one of their quote unquote islands is Marvel Superhero Island. And oh, um, yeah. cool. there's, there's a comic book gift shop there. And oh, I wanted, cool. And I, I didn't buy any comics,
3: but boy, did I want to. That was so cool. So That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. I remember when Universal had all the Marvel stuff there. Yeah. Oh, is before that, Disney bought essentially? No. Uh, well, at least not Disney. in California. I don't know about Florida. Yeah, the Florida one, last time
0: I was there, um, they still had some of it. They couldn't really build anything new, but I think the rides were still there. Nice. Ah. I guess it was grandfathered in. And how about you, Ken?
1: Um... <laughs> so, oh my
2: gosh! Of course. Um, oh, there we go. Holding, a holding was, up
1: a lightsaber. Yeah, it was my uh, my brother's marriage about seven eight years ago down we in Southern California that we did our trip down there again. My kids were already, you know, well, maybe well, most of them were adults, right? But anyways, uh-huh. you would mm-hmm. did the whole Disneyland thing, and you come out of the Star Tours or whatever. Like it was Star oh, oh, Tours. That's it right. It goes right in. the you exit right into And they had a place where you can make. Yeah. your own lightsaber you know you get the pieces uh-huh. plastic wise of sure. course we had to find a way to make sure we bring us home we didn't mm-hmm. we, did, we flew down and we flew down and then you ran the vehicle down there but it's like you know that was you know and also that same time my one daughter was you know dark vader is like you're the rebel and so and it's like so she got a chance to get an extra t-shirt because she oh, got picked cool. out being you're the rebel but yeah that's why I, I remember building this lightsaber. I have a better one now but uh yeah that's what i remember
2: that's very, very cool. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. From Silcast, they say, I think you can buy a copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind at Devil's Tower, which is where the aliens land in the movie. That, I, would see, I could see that. They also do screenings of that movie there very regularly, I believe. Um, let's see. Uh, Neko says, an old store I went to once had, and they had a gold loin dog. Gold loin dog? I named him Gold Sawn. I keep him on my shelf to this day. Well, that's cool. <clears throat> um, let's see. And then Cellcast says, I think it's still in Florida. I think talk about the Marvel things. That's why yes. Disney hasn't been able to build any Marvel stuff in Florida due to the licensing stuff from before Disney bought them. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, a lion dog. A lion that dog. makes a I, lot more yeah. sense than a loin dog. <laughs> Thank you for correcting that. Guy. I was wondering, yeah. Indeed, indeed.
3: To each their own. uh, Indeed. (laughs) Well, great trivia, Francisco. Thank you, Paul. And now that we've all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you our Awesome Rewinders had about National Treasure, the TV show. I mean, (laughs) movie.
2: (laughs) I was going to say it's the movie, Paul. What are you doing to me over here? Uh, Squid says, uh, Sean Bean doesn't die. I feel like Mm. I've seen it so many times I could almost quote it.
3: Nice, Drake tungsten says, "I feel old," and then he has a laughing, crying <laughs> uh, emotion, and then he says, "I remember those glasses," and that that's about it. I only saw part of the movie. Uh, okay, uh, Andrew the Southcast says,
2: "Stealing the Declaration of Independence." Indeed, I steal the Declaration of Independence. That's right. Thank you all for sharing those memories. And uh, none of them really kick us into our dislikes of oh, National well. Treasure. Oh, all right,
3: final rating.
2: No, it's, <laughs> we got to talk about the things we didn't like about this movie. Oh, so okay. let's spin up our... Worst three. Worst three things. And, and since Paul apparently has none because he's rated for a final rating, oh, let's go no. with I someone else. I have more dislikes
3: than likes, but I had to limit to three. All
2: right. I would like to start with Ken. What's one thing you disliked about National Treasure?
1: So they're in that, uh, they finally get to that pit, and mm-hmm. they're slowly going down, and the pit starts falling apart. Oh, my gosh! The one bad guy dies. You know, you know the, the characters are like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and then, you know, and, and then it kind of stops, and then everything becomes safe. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: and, and, well, because they're even, on the, the middle things instead. Well, but instead they of the also staircase, were noticing
1: right? that a, a subway was rattling. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. Over the years, that whole thing would have fallen down by now. Yeah, subway. So that's a frail Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Good points. Good. Well, point. it was about to. Just give it a couple more years. Yeah,
2: yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was wondering about that because they, um, uh, the whole thing is collapsing. So they jump onto the dumb elevator. What made them think that was secure? Yep. Like, uh, whatever yeah, whatever that was hanging from. What was it hanging from that supposedly was better than the rest of it?
3: That did bother me a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Iron. Iron rope, iron. Paul? Iron. Okay. No, iron hooks and pulleys. Okay. Oh, maybe.
2: I guess it could have been chains. I, I wasn't paying that close attention. No, it was ropes. It was ropes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Ropes. well since we're sort of in the area of the treasure rooms speaking of did that you, anyone, descent, sorry
3: before we move no, no, out of there no, did yeah. anyone realize everything in there was flammable and what do they do they just light the <laughs> yeah, whole thing I on fire it. like, <laughs> are you crazy i
1: didn't, I didn't write down as being my like tra- uh, uh thing right but yeah i'm like seriously yeah you're lighting everything on fire that whole light the room up with fire and i'm like yeah
3: uh, a little spark
0: here and it all yeah, goes I'm right yeah, no, no, it would be pretty dry at that point, so
1: it'd burn up pretty well, right? And I'm sorry to say, but the founding fathers wouldn't have been as stupid. Okay.
2: Well, speaking of stupidity, Riders, something that was my dislike was, I just don't, I don't understand why you would store all that treasure. And now yeah. let's say you were trying to keep away from the British. Okay. The British are gone after the, 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 the war. revolutionary war. So why don't you actually like use that to invest into your country somehow? It's just
3: sitting there doing yeah. nothing. That makes that, no sense. That was sense. one of my disappointments. I thought oh, it was going to lead them to like a place like Fort Knox or whatever that, oh, you okay. know, I could have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> Logically, you would take that, invest it into your country that you're trying to start. Exactly, <laughs> it makes
2: no sense to just leave there. Just what are you just hoping someone that's has and more together is going to find this or Francisco, something? No, it's,
3: yes, it's a thousand feet underground, well, and yeah. it it took like a, a, a million men to move it all the way down there. You know, it took yeah. for a long time. It's too much. You're like ah, we'll do it when we need it. <laughs> uh, that escape route was not that.
1: But that's a good point, because they had a lot of problem with debt after the Revolutionary War was over. And that was yeah. also almost uh, stumbled the original government. They could have been fine if they just said, like, hey, you got some gold here, guys. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well,
3: they, they exactly. did. But they were like, no, no, let's leave that for the, that's their backup backup. <laughs> <It's> Nicolas <laughs> Cage
2: needs this more than we do. <laughs> it's because the farming fathers are greedy. That's why. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
3: but what they, they didn't use it, home. though. How
2: are they greedy if they don't? they're not using it? It's
0: all you, part you of. Don't, the... You don't think they weren't like pilfering their their pockets just a little bit from that from time to time? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they are hoarders.
2: Ah, that's no, what it was. They were hey, hoarders. There we go. American Ooh. hoarders. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's something I didn't like. Uh, but let's move into something Stephen didn't like about National Treasure.
0: Okay. Like I said, I was a big fan of this movie, so I I kind of felt like I was getting nitpicky to find stuff I didn't like. But... Well, let me help you. I have some. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go for it. Uh, it's my turn, Paul. My turn. Um, one thing that did kind of bug me, and like I said, I was still very much a Diane Kruger fan. But did anybody notice how they said when she first appears in the scene? What did they say she was like Anglo-Saxon, Dutch, Dutch. German, or something? Dutch? Okay, so so they said that she had a Dutch ancestry, and Nick Cage comments on her accent. Did anyone notice that throughout the movie her accent came and went constantly?
2: No. I I didn't yes, notice did. that, but it didn't seem like. It. I could never really place it. I never really could tell. That was me to death because, and I, like
0: I said, I was looking for something to, to dislike because I knew I enjoyed this movie, right, out of uh-huh, the gate. right? But sometimes when she, and the other thing is, except for when she's on the phone later in the movie mm-hmm. and maybe like one other scene, all of her dialogue is in one or two sentences and then the men speak. She says one sentence, the men mm-hmm. speak for 20 minutes. She says one second, the men speak for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But she with the exception of like the phone call scene she would speak and sometimes she sounded like she's from the midwest like she had almost no accent Mm. and then it sounded like she's trying to put on an accent and then it would disappear then the accent would come back and it sounded different Mm -hmm. um it was never super obnoxious but if you're looking for it it was definitely
3: there
2: oh interesting i
3: i know people like that and they're not that's just because they grew up in different places so kevin joshua burnham is one where his accent comes and goes. It oh, just don't depends. you
2: know? Kevin you know. Jackson Burnham, yes. Yeah,
3: but so that's, to me, I chalk it up to, well, that's just real life. Like, because okay. people move around and they pick up things here and there. Wait, yeah, so I it, was once in the South, and now I have this
2: amazing Texan accent.
3: I heard that on
1: the podcast, and I thought that he was at times going into like a, like a, a character, right? So you're saying he literally he goes in and out of his
3: accent? No, I don't think Kevin does that much. I think he's mainly his Irish No, accent, what I mean but. is, like, you, you pronounce some words some ways and mm. some other words different oh, ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I get Especially I get if that. you're
2: in a place that doesn't have your, your native accent, you're going yeah. to adopt the sounds of the True. place you're at. More. Right. Right. It's more. like
3: me. I call it Caribbean and Caribbean, depending on my mood. So <laughs> That's just because you're crazy. But that's a <laughs>
2: That's neither here nor there. But Paul, give us something you didn't like about National Treasure.
3: Um, so speaking of sparks flying in the the downward well tunneled, sparks, mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything about flares, they give off sparks and you could see a little bit in the Charlotte boat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's surrounded by gunpowder and yes. you're like any of those sparks could go, it's going to ignite the gunpowder right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. well, well, really that, that was starting to bug me. And then, and then, okay. So it's about to explode. And then they're looking Nicholas cage and, and what's his name? The comic relief are looking for a place to, I guess, Riley. hide and R- Riley looking for a place to hide. And Nicholas cage opens up this little latch and Riley asks, Oh, what's that? And Nick says, Oh, it's a smuggler's hold like a hole like look nick or the writers you don't know that's a smuggler's hole that could be you're in a storage compartment it could just be another storage thing if every ship had a smuggler's hole they would that would be the first place they check for smugglers it's like right. it doesn't make sense it's just like what's that oh i don't know it looks like a big open space let's go and hide and run <laughs>
0: Unless he knew about the Charlotte. He apparently knew a lot about that ship. By yeah, time he that's, got there, that's so sort maybe. of
2: what I was thinking. Yeah, he just yeah. knew a lot about that the, particular the ship.
0: Sparks, the sparks from the the flare in the gunpowder room did bother me. I forgot to write that one down. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's mm-hmm. a bonus one
3: for you. <laughs> Great.
2: All the bonuses from Paul. Well, give us another one you didn't like, Paul, since you have filled with them.
3: Okay. I know some... Look. the The actress... Is fine. I don't have a problem with uh Diane Kruger in this. I think mm-hmm. she's wonderful mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. I think Nicolas Cage is wonderful in it. Yeah. And I'm I'm not an ageist person, but I thought it was really shocking when all of a sudden he Nick grabs her and gives her a kiss as they're walking through the corridors. I'm like, whoa, that's out of nowhere. And then like like, if she's going to be hooking up with anybody, I think Riley is more her age than this <laughs> grandpa coming in. And it's like, wow. what's going on here? And then they, and she seems to be okay with it. Okay, that's I'm risky. I'm checking these ages, Paul. All right. It, I'm just saying it looks like she looks like Riley's age when they both look like half. born half, in 76. Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's age. Well, I'm no, just, but. Nick I'm Cage just, was a lot younger back then. If you just saw I'll, his latest, latest I was, movie. But I yeah. looked, for me watching this, the you know, the Miss Chase and Mr. Riley, they look about 20, early 20s. He looks yeah. like 30, uh, pushing 40. All right. So, Nicolas
2: Cage is 12, 12 years,
3: years Diane Sr. I'm and not Diane talking only... about the actors and I'm their actual what... age. I'm just oh. saying it was weird for me to see that all of a... So it took me out and like really, that's weird. But you're right, Paul, because Diane
2: Kruger is only two years older than than Justin Bartha, so they are closer in age. I could see them, yeah. But he's the hero. This is that type of movie where the hero gets the girl.
3: Apparently, it was in his contract or something. I don't know something. I don't know. Yeah,
2: but we're not the knowing. Don't you know? Uh, uh, See. Let me rock you with some uh, dislikes for me. All right. Um right, we we're talking about people we do not that didn't seem to fit in this movie. I mean, you're not really so much Paul, but someone that I was it John Voight. It's not John <laughs> Voight, actually. Oh, I, I just I don't know. I, I guess I haven't seen a ton of Harvey Keitel movies. Okay, mm. but I just I thought he was, he was fine. I mean, he wasn't bad or anything, but I would prefer- I honestly would preferred like James Khan. I think he would have been had a bit more zest to his performance a bit more. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is just a gravitas. Maybe I don't mm. know. I think I love like James Khan or Tom Selleck. I think Tom Selleck would have been great in that role.
3: Hey, let's get Quigley on this case. <laughs> exactly. He's, oh, that's oh, he right. can't. He's down <laughs>
2: under. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no no disrespect to Harvey Keitel. I'm sure he's he fine, like I said, but I would have liked to have seen someone yeah. else. This, yeah. is the the mo- okay. this is the only movie I've ever seen him in, Nothing. that I think oh, about really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Oh. Unless I'm forgetting ones I've seen, but
0: I, I, I thought he was fine. I liked him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like you know, I know what? Said he get wasn't get De Niro. Where, what is he doing? <laughs> he could have gotten... <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Then let's go back to... Let's go back to Stephen. What's something else you do not like?
0: Okay. Um, this is a, a plot development thing that bothered me just a little bit. Hey, there were like um, at least six writers on this. Have you found a plot hole? Not a hole, just an underdeveloped spot. Uh, um, not... There's at least two points in this movie where they reference, uh, what's what's the villain's name? I forgot. Uh, Sean Ian Bean. Howell. Howell. Ian Howell. Sean Howell. Bean's character, Ian Howe. Yeah. They, they, and when they're at the Charlotte, I think it is, and then later on in the movie, they reference his resources, his, his, what he has. I think, I think they're riding in the machines to the Charlotte and they talk about how he was able to gather this stuff. And then later in the movie, they're surprised in Philadelphia when he shows up and Nick Cage says, well, you know, it's Ian. He's got almost unlimited resources and he has connections and stuff. They never explain that. They never say, they never say, was he a businessman? Was he a millionaire? The only hint they give at all was uh, on the Charlotte. He says, "In another life, I did some things of questionable legality." So, mm-hmm. and then you see, well, he organized the heist. So obviously, he at one point he kind of did that kind of stuff. But they, so you think, was he a crime boss that he got all this stuff, or was he like a, a wealthy guy who did some? Batman-esque stuff, but on yes. the less legal side of things, they never all, talk about all where... of the above. He yeah. dabbles in <laughs> everything. They didn't. They never talk about what did he do? Right. Where did his money come from? What were his resources? What were his skills? Other yeah. than he apparently knows how to steal, to break into a vault and steal the map. That's they. They never developed that, and that bugged me yeah. just a little bit.
2: Well, let me let me tell you this soon. So I tell you this. In his first life he was gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> and then he parlayed that into being a lord of war. <laughs> yep. And then he became this All person right. that's just wanting treasure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, that's a great point, though. I, I could see that as being sort of something, a sticking point. Like, it would have been nicer to have yeah. more, um, just more insights so we could have a yeah. deep, deeper deeper appreciation not, of the character. But.
3: Yeah, not a plot hole, just an underdeveloped spot. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It could have yeah. said he's a treasure hunter by, by profession and not all his acquis- acquisitions yeah. have been yeah. and that strictly wouldn't have, legal. And, and your imagination yeah. can take the, over from there. Yeah, not yeah, conflicted there with what he said at all on the chart. Right. Yep. That would have worked perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yep, yep. Right. perfect.
2: Uh, Ken, what's something else you didn't like before we get to our tragic makers? So I like Sean Bean.
1: The reason mm-hmm. why I yeah. watch Game of Thrones. Kay, oh, but, I like
3: but... Mr. Bean too. I... Oh my god!
1: But <laughs> <sighs> this, but him being a baddie, I did not like. You know, Aww. and mm. I also had this issue where it's like he's yet not so bad that that when they shoot, they don't hit them. You know, and they can't hit them. It was like you know. You're 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 bad enough to want to kill them and shoot them, but you're not bad enough to actually kill them when you need to kill them.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like then, they're stormtroopers. Most John of...
1: Bean was like, I mean, he's a great actor. I mean, his his last name Howe just reminds me of General Howe, you know, one of the one of the generals in the Revolutionary War. Makes you wonder, maybe that's the that that's, that that's was on treat.
2: purpose. That, according oh. to IMDb trivia, that was on purpose. There's a lot okay. of like, and the three Gateses were both all named after founding uh. fathers. Okay. Ben and John, like John Adams, and then yeah, well, forget the other one. But. I can see
1: that. But John Bean was my reason, my, one of my uh, dislikes in the movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Womp, really. uh, yeah. womp. But what was the biggest womp was for us are our tragic makers for National Treasure? Paul, stop it with that. Uh, let's start <laughs> with Paul, though. What was your tragic maker for National Treasure?
3: Well, Ken just was, was talking about it. I don't mm. understand. Uh, they're, they're chasing after Nicholas cage and the, the guy and the gal mm-hmm. and through the city and, uh, they're shooting at them and like, especially in the cemetery, but oh, as soon as you get close enough to actually kill them, like you wanted to do two seconds <laughs> ago, you don't shoot them. You don't kill them because they're the good guys. It's just, it just irks me so bad. The motivations and the, and the, uh, the, how it turns out for the bad guys chasing the good guys i understand you want to create tension but then you don't follow through with your character development and so it just takes me yeah. out of the movie it's yeah yeah i can see have, that i kind of have a thought on that but mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: I, they they seem to make a point right from the charlotte onward that sean bean's character is not inherently evil all the way through he's mm-hmm. a little bit more he's more corrupt and he didn't. He didn't have a problem with stealing the Declaration of Independence. Nick Cage mm-hmm. did it because he felt he had no other choice. But uh, Sean Bean's character was more corrupt. Obviously had a, had a backstory that that he did corrupt things. But he wasn't. I don't think he came off as necessarily evil. Mm-hmm. Um And exactly. there, you know, there, there's a difference. And you know, then when when he's he's actually offering here, to, it just give me what I want. Give me this thing. You can have the Declaration back. I don't necessarily want to destroy the Founding Fathers' document. I just mm-hmm. want the treasure. So, yep. so he's more corrupted by the money, but uh, there's a difference between being corrupt and being
3: evil. You know, is that a commentary on the shooting, or is that just your dislike or his character? Just, I was just commenting on you, just the just the. No, the character. I'm talking about like the black guy. Sorry to be coloristic and all that stuff, but <laughs> just so, you know, there is a token black guy. Sorry, in this whole picture, but there is, and he's yeah. shooting at him in shooting at Nick Cage in the cemetery. Oh, I'm sorry. And I then, thought, oh. you know, if he if he shot him and killed him, they, he seemed to be okay with it. But as soon as he got into shooting range, like up on the roof, he mm-hmm. doesn't shoot him. Okay. So what's for a second the there, I, mis- I misunderstood who
0: you were talking about for a second. There. I thought you were talking about Sean Bean's character, who I said was not necessarily evil, just corrupt. No, but no. I'm you, talking about the villains guys?
3: in general when they My go man. off trying to shoot the good guys. They, I, they tend to do this in movies where... Yeah, like I said. So it it just takes me out. Uh, All right. Okay, I get to know. All right. Well, I will say this, because essentially
2: what Stephen was referring to, even though it wasn't quite what you were talking about, Paul, is my tragic maker in a a big way.
3: Your tragic maker is Sean Bean? Uh, Not so much. Actually, in a way, it's more Ben Gates, Nicolas
2: Cage's character. Okay, so he says... We all say and do. Let me finish. He realizes that um, Sean Bean, uh, Howe's character, or Howe, is going to steal the declaration. He's like, Well, I have to steal first because if he steals it, he'll destroy it. I'm like, That's the whole premise for why this whole movie takes place. But there's nothing indicating he's going to destroy it. And we even find that he wouldn't have destroyed it. So I don't know why he thinks he needs to steal it. Like, I I would have won more than
3: the Charlotte. You that's... want that you want that guy to to handle the Declaration of Independence? No No. no,
2: no. He's Sean Bean didn't blow it up. Nicholas Cage had the flare and tossed it at Sean Bean. And Sean Bean just like waved it accidentally. He caught it. He was trying to keep the Charlotte from being destroyed.
3: Maybe, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right point for me. I said, me. maybe, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that half point, though. You All know, right. it
1: was sad. I, I said, oh, my word, you destroyed this 200-year-old ship that was encased in ice that has so much history in it, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Of that. yeah. I and did, it because it's a ship I never heard of and never will again, so it, it, I didn't miss it before, why would I miss it now? The point, and it's not full of history, because it's just wood.
2: The point is that there's nothing that really was Telling us, the audience, other than Nicolas Cage's say so, that
3: Sean Bean would have destroyed the
2: declaration after he stole it just to find out where the treasure was. Yeah. I can see that. So that's, that was, and that's essentially the whole reason this movie gets going. So I wish the premise was less, uh, was on more solid footing. Yeah. Um, And they could have just been like, maybe that, maybe Sean Bean did destroy the Charlotte on purpose. Then that would have been all you needed. But, I can see that, that. Yeah. So that's my tragic maker. Let's go to Steven
3: with his tragic so, maker. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. I'm waiting for it. I'll wait for it. Okay. Thank you. You're um. Welcome. So
0: this this one bothered me when I was a, when I was a teenager watching this movie. I probably watched this thing six or seven times. I didn't see it in theater. I saw it in Blu-ray. It bothered me back then, and I wondered watching this last night, was it still going to bother me? And it did. Oh, John Voight. Oh,
3: there oh, he is. Yes, there John it is. Dundas. Somebody had to say it.
0: I said it. Look, I, I the dude's a good actor. He's a respected actor. As best I can find, it appears he's done approximately 64 movies. So he knows what he's doing. And I even liked... His purpose in the movie made sense. The mm-hmm. role they made, they gave him made sense. Yep. His <laughs> people who can't see the video, oh this my um, better though. Stop it. I can't, I can't focus. On it. <laughs> um, his his character made sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Francisco's putting on all these <laughs> yeah. for, the, faces. for those who
0: can only hear this and not see it. Francisco's <laughs> putting pictures on his face that look ridiculous. Um, so. Everything about his character made complete sense. His bitterness and embarrassment of the family name, everything made sense, and he pulled it off well, but it bugged the snot out of me. Mm, oh, that'll I clear think, your sinuses. Yeah, yeah, it did. I think, and, and I was thinking about it, why did he bother me? I think it was just the dialogue he was handed. Because oh, okay. Every, I swear, every time the man opened his mouth, he made me want to put a gun in my own mouth. It just, oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Hopefully it's a water gun. Oh, a little bit dark my. there, sorry, but, but <laughs> like, like and it got worse as it went along, because- uh-huh when he gets to the point of um it's just another clue it's just another clue it's just yeah. another clue that's kind of annoying dialogue and then his delivery mm. of it mm-hmm. and then then when it flipped to status quo got to keep the status quo status quo changed son got to keep the status quo mm? it just bugged me and that like i said earlier casting was my favorite thing he's the one exception to that um well, I, I he's a good actor but just i think it was the the cards he was dealt mm. and even though they fit the movie perfectly I don't think he was
2: the best in those cards. That's just me. I will, I will say this. All right. Then I'll say something. Go for it. Uh, John Voight's character seemed realistic as a, yes. a strange dad. I'll leave yes. it at that.
3: All right. Um, I'll, I'll ask, who would you rather see in this James Caan.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where's De Niro?
2: <laughs> no, that's a good question, though. Where, who would you prefer, uh, Stephen? Oh, I got the
0: image in my face. I'm trying to think of the name. Um, uh, I'll have to name his character. Um, Thor's dad. Um, oh, I mean, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Another Hopkins, yeah. chubby face yeah, guy. Yeah. he doesn't look I've like seen, the grandfather I, or the son. I, okay, yeah, I've, I've seen Anthony Hopkins
3: in in plenty of movies. I liked him in the Mask of Zorro. Liked him in the Thor He's movies. He's fantastic. Like, and yeah. so so is John Voight. And I have nothing against chubby chubby cheeks people. I'm just saying if you have. Nicholas Cage is your main yeah. guy, and you want to cast a dad. I know you want to cast an actor, but at least let's look so try to get someone who at least looks like him. Yeah, yeah. I could see that.
2: I but mean, I, I like, almost feel like they should have flipped John Voight and Christopher Plummer. I feel like that would have made more sense. Because, it's like, well, okay, obviously your genes maybe there's a disconnect between your grandfather and you, but then your you and your dad look have that, a similar bone structure. But oh, that would have worked. Yeah. I can see that.
1: Well, apparently, self-casting so, should be Ricardo Montalbán.
2: There you go. Yes, <gasps> that's exactly what it should have been. Anyway, I think oh, that wow. just leaves I mean, uh, Ken's tragic maker. Yeah, and this is where I get kicked off the podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm ready. You've uh-huh.
3: said that before, and we haven't yet. But okay. maybe one day. <laughs> well, it, it
1: was it was we're trying. Said, we're trying something said in the likes right that people like they're liking and like so there's my touch maker game okay I wrote down in my notes here all of the stupid traps and tricks and redirects and one clue after another and another now mm-hmm. I I get the idea of of a game and you try these different things right but I'm yeah. like at a point where it's like one after another to get a finally it realized oh it got looted it was it was all gone okay fine it was over Let's get out of here. But there's the treasure. Okay. I mean, but I was like, ah, I like the whole idea of going around historical, historical sites and everything else. But I'm yeah, serious. You're talking about founding fathers trying to put together a way to make sure that the Brits never find it. But they also made it so that nobody else can find it either. Okay. Well, yeah. And the fact that they found that one founding signer as he's died. You know, the president, the president, uh it's Charlotte. I'm like, all right, that's what's the whole key off. Like, that's the only clue you gave someone was bringing the Charlotte. Why couldn't you have said the Charlotte? And by the way, the gold's underneath them. Over there, you know.
2: <laughs> right there, that church over there, it's under there. <laughs> Tell them it's the Charlotte, but the gold's actually
1: down there, okay? You know?
2: yeah. <laughs> right. So it sounds like you were right there with Riley when he said, why can't they just say go this place? Here's the treasure. Spend it wisely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's fair. So, no, so but there
3: were people like yeah, maybe he was dying too quickly. Couldn't I don't say know. it all. But
2: I, I mean, I feel like that was, that is something I, I appreciate about the the film. Ken, but that's totally fair. That that's something where you're you want more of the, uh, like local uh, not localized adventure, but like just the sort of like, uh, uh. World hopping, what's it called? Country hopping. I don't know where you I go think around country the globe. Hopping, globe the hopping, globe hopping. Just and like almost like Indiana Jones-esque, where they go to just different locales and they right. have to face face a face a challenge there. That's fair. Um, but what's most fair is our final reign, because we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Alice, you have a firing solution for us. <laughs>
0: solution
1: complete.
2: Rating Salvo at the ready, on your mark. All guys. Do we rate National Treasure? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic. It's worth re-watching if you saw it as a kid, you're young adult. Uh, definitely, yeah. Boot it up again. You'll have some fun. But if you've never seen it before, just take a pass. Go watch something else. Go watch uh, The Rock. Um, or... <laughs> Or do we rate this a tragic? Uh, we, it's not worth anyone's time today. If you've never seen it before, keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't rewatch it because you'll just sully your memories if you do. Let's start with Steven. You had predicted classic, came in the strongest here. Oh, you and Kim both came in strong. What was your uh, final reign for National Treasure? Tragic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just, just, just. There you go. Okay. no.
0: Yeah. Well, that came out of left field. No, no. hard, oh, hard, right. classic, hard, hard classic, hard, classic. Wow. hard yeah. classic. It, was it, was it perfect? No, but it still
2: came really close in my estimation. Oh, so, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you also guessed, or guessed. <laughs> well, I'm going to no. well, guess. You predicted classic, but it sounds like you hated the premise of this movie. So is it tragic for you?
1: No, it's a classic.
2: Oh really? Okay.
1: okay. No, I mean it was the first one I made. It was fun, even unbelievable, and Nick Cage. No, it was still a classic. You should go watch it because it's a film fun ride, even with the things that are like whatever. Okay. History is good. <laughs> the fun ride was that's why I said one of my yeah. uh likes was it was a fun movie. It doesn't take mm-hmm. themselves too serious.
2: Yeah. You know? exactly. So there
1: go see it. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Paul? You had you had predicted the lowest with this with tragic. That's so right.
3: Did it stay there for you? No, it didn't. According to the definition you just gave, I would recommend it. I think the the, the least you know about this film going in, the better. So mm. just, like, full of pleasant surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you me, who had great expectations, and it just went down. Is so, this one of
2: those films that sort of got you used to not watching trailers? Like, was this probably, the beginning yeah, of that? Probably, yeah.
3: Probably in there. Because, yeah, I don't like to watch trailers because my expectations go too high. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I'd recommend it just to the general um, audience. So that fits the definition of classic. All so right. people like... Okay. Uh, Ashley, who I haven't seen this, but just heard this whole review, <laughs> you're worse off now. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I rated a classic. All right. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat with all of you. This was so fun just to watch. I I could not believe that this... I mean, we've had some of these movies where it's like it was only an hour and 40 minutes. It felt like three hours. This was two hours and 11 minutes and did not feel like it at all. I It's just like... Went clipped right along. Uh had a lot of fun with it, so I'm gonna rate it a classic as well. So Yay. According to, yeah, according to the Retro Ryan podcast, we rate national treasure must be a real treasure, a undisputed classic film. We'd recommend anyone go out and wow. see this whether or not you've seen it before. It's, it's- a national treasure. And a retro treasure. But, that, but it's time to get your own time, get old twenty XX.
3: 20xx ComSat Online receiving incoming transmission
2: It uh, feels good
3: to be
1: back Yeah time travel always makes me nauseous Ugh. Oh my gosh But we went to a Francisco my age,
3: Did you just like another Disney movie? Are you sure you're a Disney hater? Oh Sinner <laughs> <Center. laughs> So you i to, to
2: go back in I
3: will. Um, I don't think you will. We're back. I'll call your went bluffs, to sir. back in
2: 2022. Let. Oh wait, is it 20? Yeah, I, were, I keep. I still think it's like 2021 at times. Okay. Anyway, thank you to all the people that make our time travel possible. Our amazing reflex capacitors, namely. Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronbiter, Pastor Deucin, Kenneth and Kenneth. Oh, he's right here! Woo-hoo. Redeemed Otaku, That's Our Babu, Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff. The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Jays, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, and Rosie, in addition to seven other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the Jigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream is sponsored by com.
3: And while we're thanking people, we also want to give a big national hug to Stephen Forrester and Ken Cummings for supporting us with their thoughts about National Treasure. And Mm -hmm. since uh, I like to go in alphabetical order, we'll start with Kenneth So uh, what do you got going on that people should know about and how can they find you online if you want to be found?
1: Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, I am a Twitch streamer, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash Kenneth also on Twitter, Kanathan Live. I even now have other social media stuff. I like go at Locals, and trying out every different things. But uh, I also do a show with uh, several friends of mine, Sir Jazio and Solomon, called the Trinity MMO Show.
0: Oh, yeah. Because we are
1: MMO gamers. And we do it every Saturday night when we get around to it. And so ha- enjoy doing that. And you can find me in different places. I'm on multiple different discords. And so just at me sometimes, and
3: you can find me. Fantastic. <clears throat> And Stephen, what? How can people find? How can people find you online? And is there anything cool you got going on? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I uh, I travel and sing gospel music.
0: I'm an evangelist. I travel and sing all over the United States. Preach. Um, my website is my last name, Forrester Ministries dot com. Mm-hmm. learn more about learn more about who I am. My music is all over. All the streaming services, literally anywhere you can find music to stream, it's there. Apple Music, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then I'm all over Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Stephen Forster Ministries.
2: Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Stephen, Ken, and my awesome treasure hunting friend, Paul. All you Rewinders, new and old, so thankful for
3: you all for another fun voyage. Another fun hunt. Uh, ha ha you're welcome you can find me pauljpowers.com at pauljpowers.com you can find me on discord uh,
2: for sh- you know show announcements or just to say hi and you can join hi. us there at you can join us there at ritual slash discord
0: this podcast is a proud member of Culture Box,
1: a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study,
3: and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. And as Nathan just said, We are now part of the Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. And with that, Captain, we are on final approach to base. Hopefully, the FBI and CIA are not waiting for us.
2: Hopefully. Thank you, XO. And thank you all for listening. We pray you're more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all for the beginning of Anime 2022 with the Road to El Dorado. Our next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast.
3: Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to that point Point Omega and return to base.
1: A toast, yeah, to high treason. That's what these men were committing when they signed the declaration. Had we lost the war, they would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn and quartered. Oh, oh, my personal favorite, had their entrails cut out and burned. (laughs) So here's to the men who did what was considered wrong in order to do what they knew was right.